0: God, a terrorist got in your Mercedes-Benz truck and ran over 75 people. We're suing you!
1: Yeah, that's right. I, I, every time I see that, like, we're trying to hold these people liable. And it's like, what, are we going to start suing Anheuser-Busch every time somebody kills somebody in a DUI? I, I, I fully take advantage of the mechanical advantage. <laughs> it's, it's super... I hate elevators, but escalators are cool. I can just like, watch everything in real time and just...
0: I guess it's the simple things yeah, right?
1: It's the simple things. Kind of like when you first go straight through a
0: roundabout, a lot of <laughs> with a face for radio and a voice for silent films. This is the Rambling Devil Podcast, ah! Season Three. So no, I was uh, I was at work doing work because that's what you do at work and i got to thinking to myself about all the uh, the leadering that our fearless leader is leadering yeah, I uh, you want to pull that out a little bit more uh, let me see how i pivot this thing here oh, there we go yep and then you got to get
1: that tight that a little bit better okay, well, this is spinning okay we got that going
0: Ugh. get it adjusted but no i was i was thinking about the leadering that our leader is leadering and uh i started getting really irritated at work like really irritated at work all i could think was choice words yeah i'm I'm sure you know like i don't know how he can queef so hard but he does yeah he he dropped the ball you're not coming through
1: very well at all that's uh, i was lucky to barely see it and i was like
0: hmm see hold on a second microphone on well i i went like this to check it i hear you that's weird Maybe get in a little closer to it and talk more forcefully into the mic.
1: I'm gonna have to eat the mic.
0: Kamala does. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That that's the other whiz-bang quote from the week. <laughs> this whole thing, man, it's just it's frustrating as I'll get out. Okay, now I'm back aways and see how it's like lower now? Yeah. See so you get in close and now it's louder.
1: Yeah, but I'm like I'm right on top of the mic.
0: Oh now I could hear it. I could hear just fine. See it came through a lot better that time.
1: That's weird. It's probably
0: because you have such a deep baritone voice.
1: Definitely not. It's
0: probably just because I have really bad hearing loss. I can't <laughs> hear how loud I'm talking. That that could also be the case. That could also be the case. Or it could be that uh, we're just going to have really terrible sound quality. You know, okay. That'll help a little bit. Uh, go ahead and do another sound check. Test, test. That was definitely a little bit better. Cool. I we'll think we'll run with that. we will take it. Yeah, sure. Um, if anything, I can, I can adjust the volumes afterwards. It's not a huge deal. Oh, no, really? Per yeah. mic? Mm-hmm. nice i can actually because well, it's being recorded in two different strings i'm oh. on the top you're on the bottom yep, yep. and so i can adjust the, the volume at that point too fantastic it is amazing what we can do with technology nowadays like hand it over to a bunch of eighth generation fucking savages <laughs> yeah a billion dollars worth I'm, of. i'm pretty heated about that in more ways than one <laughs> well, but what's what's irritating the living shit out of me about this the most is Right, and we'll get to it, because I really want to I want to rant about this a little bit today. It's right now you have China busy, like, flashing its dick over at Taiwan. Yeah. You know, do you think Taiwan's feeling very sanguine about the United States helping them out?
1: Well, didn't they just, like, I don't know if they tweeted at us or what it was, but so it's like China's calling for us to cease arms deals with Taiwan after they just, like, struck some mineral rights with a new government in Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, like, I can't see how this is supposed to even look remotely good in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like this whole thing is just one big goat fuck and cluster fuck after. Yeah, it's like, pretty accurate. No other word really comes through as is accurate. So. This is a huge cluster fuck. Yeah. This is really bad. And you see some of the images that are coming out of it right now, and it's just, how could we do that? How could the United States do that?
1: Yeah, well, I like the one Ray really directly quoted where he's like, you will never, ever see a helicopter on the roof of the embassy like we're leaving Vietnam. Will not happen. Not on the same thing. <laughs> Two weeks later. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's a helicopter on top of the embassy.
0: <laughs> well, our president's an idiot. Yeah. I'm really glad that we elected this guy. That he is our you know fearless leader and commander-in-chief. Because yeah. I really I really feel safer knowing he's like, in Talk charge. about letting people hang out in the fucking wind. I know. Like, and that's another thing, too. There's something like... What, 10 to 15,000 American citizens in the country right now? Yeah. 10 to 15,000. And there's no guarantee that we can get them all out? Well, in the get that really chaps my ass, too, is like all the fucking interpreters,
1: where it's like, you just risked everything you ever had. The world's falling apart. We're abandoning you. We're going to abandon you even harder. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Sorry. You, we brought you to the fucking city that they just took over. Well, they already murdered, I forget how many fucking hundreds of them. But
0: I it's... already saw that video and was like, you got to be shitting me. Well, this this is the Taliban we're talking about. Yeah. They give two shits. Well, they don't give two shits. Yeah. If they gave two shits, they wouldn't, you know, pull women out of college, universities, and schools and stuff like that to get really force them to, you know, to be wives, and stay at home. Like, I don't even see how the left can support this in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, right? They're all about, you know, women empowerment and shit. Um, that's what we were doing. Yeah, literally. And they're talking about how we've been there twenty years. And we spent all this money. Okay, if we stay there another twenty years, say we stayed there another twenty years. Just kept doing the same thing we're doing right now, 2,500 $2, people there in our embassy, yada yada yada, helping them keep just maintain the peace. At some point, the Taliban like leaders are gonna get old
1: and die. I mean, either way, it's gonna you're not gonna just end it by dragging it out time wise.
0: No, it, I think it would have, and the reason I say that is because, one, women were being educated, right. Women were being allowed to, like, take positions of leadership. They were being allowed to work inside of government. They were being allowed to, like, there's a female fighter pilot or something like that from Afghanistan, you know, the first female Afghani pilot, right? So you have all these women who are being brought up in sort of a Western ideal, right? They're having kids, and they're raising their kids in that exact same idea, and those kids are going to grow up, and they're going to have kids. Like, right now, the 18- and 19-year-olds that are in Afghanistan... Weren't alive when we got there. They yeah. have known nothing else their entire life. Now they're going to know something else. And what they're going to know is that the United States abandoned them.
1: Well, at the same point in time, though, too, the Taliban people are going to be having kids and raising them in a traditionalist Islamic mindset. It's kind of just a self-perpetuating problem. Well,
0: it is. And but that's there's... where it's
1: kind of like people are like, kind of like shocked at
0: how this happened. And it's like, well, really, what did you expect? Well, I have to give the Taliban some flipping credit on this one, though. I mean, taking down an entire country in the space of a week—that's some American-level shit, right there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, like, I already managed to crash two helicopters. <laughs> like, holy crap, that's impressive. I have to give them credit, and they. This sort of leads to the whole idea that they were just sort of sitting back and waiting. Yeah. Well, and that's really what I. Because,
1: like, when did it get really hot and heavy? Like, twenty ten,
0: something like that. Twenty ten. That's when I was like
1: really getting like. And then after that, it just kind of, like, died off. I don't think anybody, or my unit, didn't go to Afghanistan until, like, 2014. So it's, like, it really died down. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I, they were the ones who were quoted with saying, like, you've got the watches, we've got the time. You know, they were, they were going to wait it out inevitably. Uh-huh. Like, why would you waste your resources and manpower trying to fight a war when you know eventually you're just going to leave?
0: Exactly. You know, plus, not only that, uh, one of the guys I was talking to at work, you know, he's fully convinced, and he's probably right. I haven't seen anything on this that the reason that the takeover happened so quickly was because there were a lot of traitors in the midst of the Afghani ranks. Yeah. It's so like the yeah, Afghan yeah. military basically just fell apart. Yeah. Those people just left and went to go join their Taliban buddies.
1: Well, and that's why, I, And that, you know, <clears throat> I don't have any experience in any of that, but it was funny when I saw a meme made out of it, and they've got all the guys in the capital, and they've all got fingers off the trigger, and it's like, tell me you were trained by coalition forces without telling me you were, and it's like... That's a pretty smart
0: guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. You know, and like, like I said, I have to, out of of all the players involved right now, at this very moment, from our esteemed, wise, super empathetic leader-in-chief, Joe Biden, to the most down-and-dirty Taliban stooge in the middle of I have to give it to the Taliban. The Taliban definitely owned him. On this one, nine nine hundred percent, they owned him, you know. And from what I understand, even like the Afghani pre- former Afghani president was begging that we stay there at least until the winter, you know. Yeah. Because during the summer months, like spring and summer, that's the fighting season or whatever. Yep. Winter time, they it's not. You know. Plus, it gives them time to like learn how to deal without us. You know, it's kind of like, oh, you're on life support. Um, we're gonna be pulling that in about five minutes but I can't breathe on my own. <laughs> You'll figure it out,
1: you know? Yeah, and that's kind of what's interesting, too, is like it's almost like we're going right back to, like, the 2001 era because, like, the Northern Alliance, I guess, is kind of a thing again. Oh, it is? Yeah. that so like that flag got flown over the province for the first time in 20 years? And somebody commented, like, I'm pretty sure the CIA is already there training and funding them. <laughs> and it's like, you've got to be shitting me.
0: <laughs> I, I I laugh. But the idea is really sad. Yeah. It really is because you got to think about the fact that we spent 20 years over there, right? And I think overall the United, U.S. occupation was a good thing. Maybe ill advised, maybe done for the wrong reasons, whatever the case may be. But you got to look at the generation of people who got raised up in Afghanistan while we were there, yeah. the lives that they got to lead and the chances that they got versus what they're going to be dealing with over the next 20 years or however long. You know? And then you got to think too, like, they're going to be some real American-hating people. Like, the Taliban already hate us, but the people who, you know, were protected by us, yeah. who were lying on us, who thought of us as their friends, and then we just abandoned them to a bunch of barbarians, they're not going to like us very much. Yeah. You know, they're going to be really...
1: Well, that's off. like... The, I've seen a lot of social media posts trying to, like, find anybody who's on the ground right now to, like, help get this guy through the gate and, like, get him on a plane because he was, like, an interpreter or he was, like, something... you know, did some shit. And it's like, he's been waiting to get, like, visa paperwork done for the last, like, five or six years and it's like, really? So we'll go fly some freaking people from South America up here undocumented, drop them off wherever the hell, but we can't give this guy who wants
0: to be here, who's fought and bled to be here... Like, Sorry, dude. You better figure it out. <laughs> you know, like what is it? The estimate's about a hundred thousand people, a uh, hundred thousand Afghani's who, uh, in one way, shape, or form, helped the United States during the course of the occupation, probably in the war. You know, and they're all waiting to to come over. You know, and some of the some of the stuff I've heard coming out of the administration through clips and stuff like that is just mind bogglingly retarded, like just stupid. Yeah. You know. It, it, Evidently, the plan right now is um, we're just going to trust the Taliban's not going to murder everybody. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to give them plane loads of cash or whatever, and it's like, really?
0: That's your plan? Great plan, Xlax. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, they're going to give them a bunch of cash? I didn't really click on that one. until. So we're going to blow out our budget, give money to fucking terrorists so that they don't shoot our people. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful thought process. I wonder how often Joe Biden sucks Kamala Harris's dick. <laughs> Probably a lot.
1: <laughs> well, it's like she was like toting taut- herself up the other night, I guess, too, where it's like, I was the last one in the room when we decided to do it, and it's like, and you fucked it up <laughs> really bad. Wait, she decided to do this? No, she was like, we're, we're so, you know, tight. That we're, I was the last person in the room before we greenlighted this shit. And it's like, oh, that's not a good look. And there was, like, I, there was a random tweet where it was like, oh, yeah, sources claim she's heard screaming, no one's going to pin me with this shit. <laughs>
0: I heard one of the guys at work had said that. He'd heard about that, too. God, I hope this really destroys this administration. Like, I hope well, this it. it's got to. I mean, up. how
1: do you just fuck it up that bad on, like, the world stage and just make your country look like shit? Because well, it's a terrible PR move. It's horrible. It was the worst thing he could have done. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna build back better. Let me bend over and be a bitch. Pretty much,
0: pretty much, exactly what just like happened. Takes my
1: ta- take my tax dollars, take my weapons, like please.
0: Hey China, put a tramp stamp on me, please. Yeah,
1: slap <laughs> me around a little bit.
0: Do you got the ball gag? Yeah, pretty at this point, like, fuck. This is this is just one ridiculously terrible disaster. And I'm going to apologize right now because obviously we didn't give you any warning that this was coming, but, you know, it, it is. Yeah. I'm just so pissed off at it right now, the whole thing. Well, then you look at, like, what we left for them. Yeah, nine, $900 million worth of military equipment. Like, like, frickin' dealership lots of, like, MRAPs. Well, not only that, like, you the dealers to get that stuff, but then also all the biometrics of all the people who were helping us. Yeah, that. Wonderful. I saw, I saw piles
1: of fucking radios. You're really telling me that China's not going to come walk in there, and be buddy-buddy with them, and let's figure out their crypto so you don't ever have secure comms again? <laughs> you know, uh, here's a fucking helicopter. <laughs> here's an Apache gunship. Well, that's uh. like somebody was like, oh, they'll crash it. It's like, yeah, they'll crash a few, and then China's going to come over and make sure they've got parts and teach them how to use it. Like, you they'll really reverse think... engineer the suckers, and by the next thing you know, well, either that have... or you know, Iran's, I guess, already ramping up their uh, uranium enrichment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so everybody. They're gonna be buddy buddy with them. Hey, we'll teach you how to
0: fly a helicopter. How hard is it to fight fucking people when you give them equipment? <laughs> right? Oh, it's just it's just one big massive goat rope. Like the fall of Saigon was better orchestrated than yeah, this. Yeah, and that was a shit show. <laughs> it was a total shit show. How that hurt. Whatever just happened there. I think my the metal thing on the inside of my head headphones went snap or yeah. popped into place or something. It just sounded so weird. But no, like, the fall of Saigon and our defeat in Vietnam was a huge, epic, like, that was bad, you know? This is worse. This is far worse. Because it's not just, like, the fall of Afghanistan that's the problem, you know? And you got, first, the fall of Afghanistan, so it makes us look like a bunch of of pussy-whipped little bitches, Yeah, right? And then you got the fact that the Taliban has basically made a a -a tete-a-tete agreement with pakistan that pakistan will no longer allow the united states to have bases there nice perfect okay which means now uh i gotta think of my geography it's like pakistan then india then china right yeah pretty sure i think like nepal is in there someplace too Why well, i know but sure. then you got like so basically it's like it's just india sitting there by itself yeah <laughs> it's like iraq iran afghanistan pakistan <laughs> All these people, it's, just, it's like playing a board game where you just got to, like, get, to, oh, we're coming towards Europe. <laughs> Here we go. Well, see, that's the other thing, too. Like, this this helps China out so, so much. It's ridiculous. Like, all they want to do is they just want to have a land route going from China all the way to Europe and yeah. Africa and all of a sudden. That's what the whole Belt and Road Initiative is for, right? We just handed them, like, a huge chunk of it. Yeah. You know, they're going to go and they're going to build their Belt and Road right through Afghanistan. You know, they don't give a crap about the Afghani people. They don't give a crap about anybody. I mean, they're busy exterminating Uyghur Muslims. You know, like they don't care, and the Taliban doesn't give a shit about the Uyghur Muslims. They just want money to fund whatever they're gonna fund. Yeah. You know, like they're talking about they're talking all these high minded stuff, like oh we'll let the civilians out, and you know women will have a, a place in uh, in in Afghanistan according to Sharia. You know, <laughs> like it, I I do not see how anybody could have made this decision and just said well, well, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. You'd have to be demented.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, the Taliban in the last 24 hours have done more, you know, live and answered questions like teleconferences, and the president has the entire scope of
0: his administration. <laughs> there's a, there's another good good thing, good thing view for him, huh? You know, the Taliban, all they're lying through their teeth, they're at least answering questions. Yeah. You know? Whereas our president is too busy, like, either hiding in his basement, watching Matlock and eating ice cream, as Ben Shapiro would say, <laughs> or he's... I don't know, sitting on dialysis machine. I fucking love the picture of the helicopter landing on the embassy, and
1: they, like, superimposed him, like, eating the ice cream cone. <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this this is, like, the most, yeah, it's, it describes the whole situation perfectly.
0: This is just ridiculous. This is terrible.
1: And then it's like, what are we going to do? We've got a problem. We're going to send people back. And <laughs> it's like.
0: Oh, I fully anticipate this going to eventually happen at some yeah, point. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but, like, wow, that was. Haven't been gone a month. <laughs> the difference is going to be, though, that it's not just going to be us dealing with, we're not just going to be dealing with the the Taliban or the Al Qaeda, you know, and Afghan nationals. We're going to be dealing with China. China. China's going to be there now. Yeah. That's going to further complicate things. That's going to make things much more dangerous, you know. And that right there, the fact that China will probably, I guarantee by the end of the year, China's going to have already have boots on the ground in Afghanistan. Yeah. Right? They're already going to be doing stuff in Afghanistan. You know, wherever the Chinese send. You know, like, miners and stuff. They're going to have military presence there. Yeah. For security. So, they're going to have boots on the ground in Afghanistan. They're going to control Afghanistan. How the hell are we going to get back in there? You won't. We won't. We won't get back in there.
1: Well, that's kind of the thing, too, is, like, everybody says, like, throughout history, Afghanistan's yeah, Afghanistan's been the place where empires go to die. But that's if you're trying to conquer it militarily. China don't do that.
0: Yeah. And guess what? We weren't either. Like, yeah. We were not conquering it militarily. We were building them up to conquer themselves militarily we succeeded beyond our wildest expectations. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I really do believe if we would have stayed there, you know, long, if we we could have, over time, worn them down to just become another country. You know, we could have eventually stamped the bullshit out. I don't
1: know. It's a weird thing we talk about, like, culture and, and changes. Like, you look at what Iran is now, it's not the Iran that it was in the 1970s. No, it's not. It was extremely progressive. In the 1970s. Well, well, like the Taliban has only got started in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. So it's like, does it really matter what you
0: stamp out? I think it's always going to kind of come back. Yeah, but if you build up the country to be able to sustain itself and you put those ideals in place, like there are people who have lived under both of those regimes, right? They understand what a good what like the good of the one and the bad of the other, you know, so they'd be more willing and apt to, you know, hold the line, so to speak. At least I think so. You know, I think given time, you could have you could have rooted it out enough that, like, the Afghan government that we had installed may have actually been able to hold. You know, especially if we would have gotten to the point where they could sustain themselves, and not have to rely so heavily on the United States, and that's what really killed them. It wasn't the fact that we you know pulled out the last 2,500 troops or anything. It was the fact that we pulled out everything, like contractor support gone. You know, they're busy trying to get their hel- their helicopters back up and operational via TiVo, basically. Pointing their laptops at, it, like, here's the problem I've got. How do I fix that? You know, and the contractors is busy trying to walk them through it over online. Like, that's what killed them. They were built to fight like us. And then all the ways that we fight got ripped out from underneath them.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, when you talk about a lot of traitorous people in the ranks, if you've seen a lot of videos of like, I think they were sold out by the headshed, really. I've seen a lot of videos where it's a lot of these guys are like, "I'm not giving my fucking rifle," up and the commander's like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna." Oh really?
0: Yeah. So you think like higher up in the ranks was? I I
1: think that's kind of where it disintegrated. You get a lot of people where you like you cut the head off the snake, so to speak. But yeah, it's just a bunch of misguided people with with no sort of organization. Instead of being a group, you know, strength amongst numbers. Now it's strength amongst yourself. Yeah, I think that really helped accelerate the crumble of whatever they had left.
0: Well, yeah, when you feel like you're all by yourself and you don't have any buddies, it does make it much yeah. more difficult to fight back, you know, or at least stand your ground. You know well, that, and it's,
1: is it really that much harder to just assimilate at that point, like keep your life, assimilate a little bit?
0: I mean, if you're a male, really doesn't matter. True, you can get away with it. You know, and it makes me wonder, too, like, is there going to be, like, an underground movement in Afghanistan that's fighting the Taliban?
1: Well, I don't know if it's really underground. And Again, I've just been getting this off, like, Instagram feeds, but I guess, like, that Northern Alliance shit's about to pop off.
0: I hope so. I, I would that's, like, like
1: to... the one province that hasn't been taken over, and they were able to fight him off back in, like, 01. And, like, I forget the guy's name, but he was pretty big back then. He got assassinated, like, right before 9-11. Well, his kid's there now. Oh, yeah. people, it's kind of, like, 2.0. But, you know... Oh, it's a lot, a lot harder to fight people with helicopters and Chinese military support than it is a bunch of ragtag terrorists twenty years ago.
0: True. Well, see, like that gives me a little bit of hope, I guess. You know that maybe that those people can hold the line, so to speak. You know, and maybe cause enough ha- chaos, havoc, and pandemonium that China like, okay, this isn't worth it, and leaves. Kind of like. Well, yeah, it. just, it's just going to end up being another fucking proxy war,
1: mm-hmm. which is shitty.
0: Well, it is. It's it's really shitty because I think we could have avoided that this time. You know, like we send a lot of people over there to die and get wounded and get broken and all sort of fun stuff. And we just yank right out, you know. And like I said, I really feel like we were not maybe not close, but we're get we were getting there on Accomplishing yeah. something really momental, moment, monumental, momentous, whatever. But. Nope. I don't know, because this it kind of struck me eye when
1: I read like eighty eight billion. And it crumbled in a month and it's like where was that money really going yeah that's true who who was getting paid well and that's really just it it's like yeah where's the money going
0: pallets of cash man remember pallets well of that's cash. what
1: it was like too it was like oh the, the afghani president just took off with like car loads of cash some of it he had so much cash with him that they had to leave some of it on the runway And it's like, well, I've read Smedley Putworth's War is a Racket, and that's really
0: got my mind turning now. Yeah, true. I would like to think that maybe we can solve some of the problems inside of the world. And maybe this is our chance to pull back and, like, exterminate the socialist-communist leanings going on in this country. Yeah, that's really... That's a hard word, I know. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, but so is the crumbling of a nation. Yeah, watch an entire nation just in a single week. I'm talking about here at home. <laughs> well that too. That's happening too. Not fun to think about or contemplate in any way, shape or form. You know, I I work in a, a union shop, but there are people who are members of the union to work at that shop who are definitely not union people. You know? Like the way they talk, the way they act, what they think, not union people. You know, and there's definitely a fear in them that we're headed in the wrong direction that things are falling apart at a much more rapid rate than <clears throat> people are willing to admit. Yeah. You know, and I can I can see where they're coming from. You know. And the problem with then becomes like, well how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you go and how do you combat it for lack of, lack of a better term? Yeah. You know, because I don't know about you. I don't
1: necessarily want a civil war. Well it's not it's not like my first pick.
0: But like, fuck, how else do you solve it? <laughs> well, that's the thing, like I think back. I think about what the Taliban just did, okay, and how they got to that point where they could do that, okay. And then I think about what started going on in the '60s and '70s in our country, and what the left has done with like you know the education system, the uh, the media, the government, like all those kinds of things. Like how they went about doing it. They didn't come at us with guns and pitchforks and all that fun stuff. Yeah, they went at the institutions and they undermined it from within. Like that's what they were going. That's what they're going to do in a lot of instances they've they've succeeded. And so I think it's a long-term view, one of those things that we may not live long enough to actually see, but I think that's the way you got to go about doing it. Is you have to get back into those institutions. You got to get back into those, you know, those places and you have to sort of start pulling it back. You know, how do you do that? Uh, well, we got to read a, read a lot more of their literature and a lot more of their stuff and see how they did it. You know, Like, I know we don't like reading their stuff because it's so dry and boring and filled with a whole bunch of propaganda, but you got to read it in order to understand what they're thinking and move on from there, you know. And there's some places out there that actually will tell you exactly what they've been doing and how they go about doing it. Yeah,
1: they're probably that's kind of the thing, though, too. It's like once you get termites in a tree, you can't just fix it, you got to cut it down. Well, and that's I've had that kind of a thought recently, like. You know, everybody's looking at Afghanistan, for instance, like, oh, it's never going to go back to the way it was, and it's like, well, nothing ever goes back to the way it was. America will never go back to being what it was. You know, no, no empire ever lasts for eternity, and it's like, is it really worth your while to try to like hold the pieces together for something that it once was, or do you build something better from scratch, from the ground up? You know, because the American experiment wasn't meant to last forever. You know,
0: I disagree. But I think <clears throat> well, it's I mean, in theory,
1: way. you can. But it's everything is going to morph. Mm-hmm. So, at what point do you just kind of restart it with the same spirit, the same framework?
0: Well, that's a valid question. You know, I think it's a valid point as well. Like, you do have to think in terms of that. And I, I've been wondering about it myself sometimes too. You know, like there was that one uh, post from a few years ago. It was called uh, United States of the World, basically talking about American imperialism. Yeah. Like, why not? Why not do an American imperialism? Do it the way that we got states. We didn't go and conquer the states in the most part. I mean, yes, we went out and we colonized, so to speak, different areas of land, and then those people applied to become states, you know, like Kansas, Texas, you know, those types of places. So why not just do the same thing, you know? Hey, look at this little country. You want to be a state? Hey, you. You want to be a state? Imperial that way. Voluntary by consent rather than with the sword against people's will. I think China's already trying to do something very similar to that, which is what they're doing is they're getting a lot of high-interest, crazy loans into countries, and then those countries are kind of stuck under China's thumb as a result. Financially. Yeah. So, like, rather than tying countries to us financially and then making them bow to our will— why not just have them voluntarily submit? You know, like, here are the perks. Take them or leave them. If you don't want them, that's fine. You don't have to be a part of us. But if you want to be a part of us, you got to abide by our laws and our Constitution. You have to abide by our rules, what we do. You know, you've got to become American.
1: See, I don't know if Hurdle will like the idea of, like, a global United States. I do. But then again, I'm
0: kind of a nationalist. <laughs>
1: Well, they're just nationals, but at the same point, like, I don't want a United States of Africa that's completely different than, you know, Africa's different than Europe. Europe's similar to the United States, but not really. Mm-hmm. You know, the Middle East is not the same as the United States. Asia is not the same as the United States. You're trying to, like, oh, everybody's going to assimilate. Well, what do you assimilate to?
0: Well, so that's just that you got to have a rubric. you got to have, like, a, one thing that's being <clears throat> assimilated but, to. I mean,
1: everything is so different geographically, culturally, racially.
0: Well, yeah. That's...
1: I don't think they would work out
0: yeah, maybe maybe not maybe I'm a dreamer I'm not gonna lie well, maybe I, definitely think it's a, I think
1: it's definitely like a have to hit every single wicket and hit it right but yeah because I mean you look at like the diverse background in the United States and how that's like segmenting people and it's creating different groups and it's like really is it ever
0: meant to work from the start really well and see here's why I think I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think it's fragmenting naturally
1: I don't well, think it's, it's, it's natu-
0: fragmented f- from an outside source. Well, I think it's, it's fragment from an outside source, I think it's an artificial fragmentation of the structure of our society. Yeah. Because people want the society to fracture, and it's an easy thing to pick up, pick on race and, you know, all these different little things that people want to concentrate on. Whereas if you ignore all those things and you just look at what the American ideal is and how Americans act, like, you start to realize that, you know, race, religion, who you love, all that fun stuff, so doesn't really matter anymore. You know, what matters is we have a shared identity of being an American and we understand what being an American means. You know, we understand the values that come along with that. You know, it's kind of like the idea of thick language, like woman has a special connotation. If I say woman, you instantly have means a picture. man with a penis. <laughs> you have an idea in your head of what a woman is. You know, you see a female human being of the adult persuasion, right? Breast, nice butt, all that fun stuff. You know, when I say like "car mat," you know what I'm talking about. When I say "complete fucking traitorous piece of shit," you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know like who you're talking about? <laughs> thick loaded language, right? Like American used to have that kind of yeah thick meaning. When you said American, people would understand exactly what you're talking about. You know, they might have their own terms for Americans, like Yanks or whatever the case may be, but they generally knew what they were talking. Generally. It, it described it perfectly. Yeah. You know, it was a thing. And we've gotten away from that idea that Americanism is a thing. You know, it's being painted as this nasty, racist, bigoted, terrible thing. Like, it's being rebranded as something that it's not. It's kind of like saying that a Snickers is a Milky Way and they're, they're, yeah. nowhere, I think they're similar. Well,
1: by. that's what's odd. It's like, now it's like, I think people are almost kind of resegregating themselves. They are. But it's kind of odd when you look at one, this, it's because people are immigrants, but... You look at like what Chicago was or New York, and you had like the Italian neighborhood, and you had all of this stuff. Like people naturally, I think, kind of group together by what they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a large reason as to why you see what we're doing here is you're you're you're, you're rebranding other groups of people, and that's where it's like to get to something that you want to be a part of. You're gonna withdraw from the other ones.
0: Yeah. No, like, I get that. And, like, I'm not trying to say that people shouldn't have, you know, like, pride in their heritage or anything along those lines. Like, people who, like, emigrated from, like, say, the Middle East or something, like, and there's, there's good things about the Middle yeah. East. There's good things about Asia. There's good things about Africa. There's good things about Europe. There's good things about the United States. Like, there's good things about every single culture that's out there, you know. And the thing about the United States in particular is that we're accepting. Like, when you think of Americans, generally think of people, Americans are like the guys who go over there and we're, constantly asking questions you know we think we're better than everybody else but we're constantly like oh this is kind of cool you know yeah like we're inquisitive peoples because we want to understand what you're like what your lives are like what what your cultures and customs are like you've seen the the stupid pictures of americans dressed up in kimonos or in like german clothes or whatever the case may be like we, we ape what we appreciate yeah like we what's that uh that saying oh Cultural appropriation is appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. It's an appreciation of those things. You know, it's not us trying to steal it. It's us adding that to our identity as who we are. Yeah. You know, like think of all the the anime freaks that you probably met in the Marine Corps. Yeah, okay, that's not to be accepted. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Or or think of those like, you know, Asian kids who for some reason love Western country stuff. Yeah, that's acceptable. (laughs) That's acceptable. You see, that's... There's his biases speaking. Okay, and so what we appreciate, we, ex- we absorb into ourselves. Yeah. And we, we take it on and we just sort of make it part of who we are going to be. Whether it's, you know, the Japanimation crazed kid from South Bronx or, you know, the kid who just moved here from Tokyo and has fallen in love with, like, breaking horses and wearing a duster. You know, like. <clears throat> We, we adopt those things and we, we make it who we are that's what being an American is it's being open to a whole bunch of different cultural experiences and you know appreciating them for what they are and sometimes Americanizing the living daylights out of them you know and it's not necessarily like us evil Americans who are doing it it's people from those countries come here and then they Americanize their own stuff yeah to make it more pal- not just palatable for us but something that we'll buy from them and we do who here's not eaten out of a Chinese restaurant before? Yeah, honest. <laughs> Capitalizing. Like, that's the beauty of the American ideal. You know, and I think that is something that you could expand throughout the entire world. I really do believe that. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll hit you with <laughs> you know, the, the double whammy on that one. So everything's except, you know, the things you want to accept, you will. But what do you do when it comes time to not accept something? Okay. I an and, I, and I don't have an example. <laughs> <I> was <laughs> just thinking about this when I was taking the piss. I was like, well, if you if you stand for, or if you fall for everything, you stand for nothing. You know, it's like, what point of, of culture and other traditions
0: and way of life do you not accept? Well, okay, I guess I'll just go with the Taliban example right now. I do not condone 13-year-old, like, forced brides. Yeah. Pedophilia on those lines. I don't generally condone strapping suicide vests onto people and sending them off to do war, even if they do think they're going to die for God. Yeah. Uh, like there are certain things inside of cultures that yeah we can we can obviously say look this is kind of disgusting but uh, how many nazis you see running around? Well it depends on what you use. You do not see them running around because generally speaking the american people hate nazis. They're everywhere. We butchered <laughs> them
1: for like 4 years.
0: <laughs> the amount of people demanding to see my papers. <laughs> uh, strange. I know like I really I really wish uh, more people would ask me for my vaccination record and all our fun stuff so I can get into like you know, casinos and all our fun jazz. Yeah. Like, how many times have you seen a government? Uh, this is a huge, weird segue. How many times have you seen a government uh, demanding to see your papers, and that wasn't a problem?
1: Yeah. Well, I just saw a thing from Australia today, where like the police and the military of like, they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, they can like take you to a detention facility so you can quarantine for two weeks. It's like you that somebody's taking fire from that. Like, I'm, I'm not being forcefully interned. No, I understand. For 14 days, like, and my that's wife, kind of where they get to. Where it's like, at what point are you
0: just like enough is it fucking enough. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. Actually, my wife sent me a link to uh, vic.gov.au, the Victorian Quarantine Hub. Yeah, right. And she was talking about how evidently um, they are forcing Australian citizens to get their children vaccinated. You know, like showing up, take your kids away, vaccinate them, bring them back. I think the first words I said to my wife are, somebody's getting shot. Yeah. Like, if somebody comes to my house to, like, take my kids away and stuff stuff into their bodies that I have not had a chance to, somebody's getting shot. Yeah. You know? Maybe me. <laughs> but maybe not. But it's just, I I can't see how you would let your somebody, like, anybody come and take your kids away. Yeah. Just, oh, we're going to get them vaccinated for you. No, you're not. Well, yes, we are. We have orders from the government. That's great. You know who the government gets their orders from? Me. Yeah.
1: Well, that's like somebody I saw a post, and it was like kind of a community organization thing, and it was like, "Oh, we don't, we don't like uh, con- or condone violence." It's like, well, at the same point though, we're just trying to like peacefully fight these restrictions. So like, let's say the government just comes down, to like you're not fucking going to work, you can't go to the store, you can't, eat. you can't participate in society. <clears throat> and I'm going to kind of take a leftist approach here and just call this violence but when you like exterminate somebody's ability to participate in society you're
0: killing them well yeah like you're threatening them with death you know to get them to do something that you want them to do yeah or to like to to be able to to rejoin
1: the group that they were already peacefully part of beforehand like it's not a poker game
0: i don't have to fucking buy in to participate (laughs) (laughs) exactly well here's something to think about too from that perspective um i think it was Gandhi, who actually said, if someone is trying to kill you, it only makes sense that you try to kill them back. Yeah. You know, like, and I know this is kind of going down a dark road and it'll probably get us flagged by the FBI and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Mike just <to school>. goes, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But no, like, yeah, like, that. You, you're right, though. If a society is basically telling you, oh, by the way, if you don't get your vaccines, the vaccines that we stipulate, you must have. Yeah. You can no longer go to the grocery store. You can no longer, you know go to the any you can't do anything you're just stuck at home
1: yeah or like that gym in new jersey like sorry we just wipe your bank account because you owe the government fees for you know every day you've stayed open we've, we've taken your money we've taken away your ability to participate in society mm-hmm.
0: yeah like at that point you know like that is an attack on your life or well your that's life kind of the,
1: like- the thing we talked about too like oh like per, you know, a person's life isn't worth more than personal property well when you decide to take my personal property they've spent time of my life to acquire you know your your. you're,
0: you're killing me in a small way mm-hmm. well and also too like if, if they're coming in to like say burn down my house or blow, break my stuff you know like what happens afterwards yeah. They come and burn down my house well now where am i gonna move yeah you know all oh, your insurance will cover it yeah but the house isn't built like tomorrow yeah like it'll take a couple of months at a minimum so now what am i doing i'm living out of a hotel is the government going to pay for that no i'm gonna have to pay for that yeah you know i'm gonna be having my family in a hotel room you know, and they're all going to be upset because all their shit just got burned down. Yeah. You know, like they're not thinking about the fact that, like, this is not just stuff to a lot of people. You know, some stuff has like you know sentimental value and there's attachment yeah. to it. And you destroy that sentimental attachment, you destroy all the stuff that I have labored to get. I'm going to take that pretty personally. Yeah, it's a personal attack. It is. It is a personal attack. It is violence done onto an individual. You know, and I'm sorry if somebody had to come here and try to burn down my house. I'm burning them down. Yeah end of story. You know, and I think that's a warranted thing cuz let's also think of it in these terms. If you're inside your home and they're saying we're going to burn down your house if you don't come out. So if I'm in the house, you're going to burn down the house. And this is a straw man argument. I know. Whatever. Uh last I checked, getting burned alive is a really terrible way to go. Yeah. Really terrible way to go. And if somebody's willing to like threaten you with that to get you to do what you want to do, you know, or like burn down your business, that you may be in there, may not be. Who knows? They don't know. They're just throwing Molotov cocktails. I'm sorry. That's a that's a direct threat on your life. Yeah. <clears throat> and yet, we condone that all summer, last summer. Yeah. Nobody batted an eye. Peaceful protests. Well, did you just see- like this is a mostly peaceful transition of power. Well, yeah. Did
1: you see that CNN chick? Like, you know, the first day of the whole thing, she's like dressed as a normal chick, and she's like, oh, things are... Hunky dory here. It's a little chaotic. The next day, when like they're in the city, she's wearing a full hijab. Yeah, and she go, and they're like they're chanting death to America in the streets. But they seem friendly. It's like that dude's got a belt-fed weapon. Like <laughs> he's, he's actively taking over a city. There's nothing fucking friendly about that.
0: <laughs> well, and I think to be <clears throat> to give her a little bit of shade. What is she gonna say? Well, yeah. She's surrounded by all these people who are, like, this close to just offing her.
1: Well, that's, like, the one she's like, they just told me to get out of the way because I'm a woman. And it's like, (laughs) see, you're still there. Why?
0: (laughs) You knew this was happening, and we left a month ago. Yeah. Uh, Question. At what point does it take you to actually, like, listen to the men with guns? Yeah. You know? Like... You're telling me nobody in the intelligence community saw this coming? Well, from what I understand, they did see this coming. They knew this was coming. And oh, Biden boy. just ignored it. Fantastic. Because he's, you know, our fearless leader. Yeah. He will fearlessly drive this country right off the cliff. ice cream you got, Mr. Brother, ch- chocolate chip.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: fucking God. All right. The news that we needed. <laughs> we needed to know what the, his favorite flavor was. We also needed to know what games he likes to play. You know, yeah, we don't need to know anything about like you know his policy prescriptions or what like boring stuff. Like, what would he Connor do? Hunter Biden's Amendment? the
1: smartest man I know.
0: He is crack pipe. Exactly. I, I can't. It's just it's just all
1: a meme. The world has become a meme in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. It has. It really has. Well, it's it's kind of like I saw some other kind of slightly unrelated, but I think it was like a quote from Marcus Aurelius, and he like memefied it to basically it like made it to like a JTAG or a JPEG like Reddit quote thing, and it's like wife has problems just don't care about problem problem no longer exists happy it's like yeah really why do i bother to participate in this like,
0: yeah well and that's another thing too like for the average individual it it is difficult to sort of get behind and do anything yeah because I mean, what power do we have at, on the individual level we don't have a whole lot you know like i could go hold a sign in front of like my local mayor's office or something you know stop the rape of Afghanistan or something. and yeah. Nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's going to care. Like, people are going to laugh at you. You're stupid. You know, like, until we have a group of people who are willing to, like, say, no, we're done. Yeah. This is over. You're not going to have any real changes. But even then, you get a whole bunch of people. Like, it's like a, there was an anti-lockdown protest in England, and you would have never known about it. Yeah. Like, huge protest. Thousands of people right in the middle of London. BBC didn't cover it. Why? I think if people realized just how much was going
1: on around the world that people don't fucking like it, (laughs) I think there'd be a lot more because more and more
0: people would be... The the censorship really goes a long way. It does, it does. Well, that was one thing I was thinking about today too because I'm... So, uh, for our first fives at work, I wear my mask, as in my gas mask. Today I took off the filter. I don't think Ron caught on to what had happened. Nice. Right? So what I think I'm going to do is just not wear anything tomorrow. Yeah. You know? And we'll see what happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I lucked out. I no longer work at a place that makes me participate in stupid childish games.
0: Lucky you. Yeah, see, that's... I have this weird feeling it's... Because like there's some people who like they only put them on to come to the meetings and then they're done, yeah. you know. And there's enough of a, um, a real union man presence inside of the shop that it does, you do see people walking around with their masks on, you know, and like a buying buy and like full on like covering everything. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think you get enough people. Like you have one person sort of kick the can, sort of take the bullet, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, especially after the last year. Yeah, it's just been... It's just stupid. It's its ridiculous. And most people realize it's bullshit, you know? And most people don't want to deal with it anymore. And I think you get, though, the one person who's willing to kick the can, you know, stand there and just be like, yeah, whatever you're going to do, do. Yeah. I'm done with this. You well, know?
1: especially with the way that people are hurting
0: for help these days. Like, you're really going to fire me? <laughs> exactly. That's another thing, too. I'm sort of sitting in a nice position right now where it's kind of the case. And it's not necessarily that I'm, like, the greatest worker that ever was. I'm just... Kind of there. One of the two people on a machine—it's yeah. kind of critical to operations at the moment, you know. And I'm not trying to say that you know, I'm going to. That's what I'm going to leverage. That it's more on the lines of I'm I'm tired of this. Yeah, I really am. And I think a lot of people are. almost well, so
1: how how long are you just going to live your life by arbitrary rules because of you know disease or fear? Yeah, it's all this is based on. It's all based on. Well, fear. And
0: that's why I thought
1: too. Is it's it's kind of funny. Like I'm not the I'm not in shape anymore. I don't really care. Look, all these people are like, you know, pushing 350, and it's like, you know, when I still worked at 3M, you see these people, and they're like, in fear for their lives whenever they, like, they sanitize everything with a five-gallon bucket full of shit, but yet the guy's like, wolfing down Big Macs and eating honey buns at the cyclic rate every single day, every break, honey bun, honey bun, honey bun, and it's like, and and you're over here like, oh, well, I just got my shot, so I'm healthy? Like, you fucking moron. (laughs) Like... Yeah. How do you not understand? <laughs> like, it doesn't stop once you check the box.
0: <laughs> oh, I hit my wicket for today. Look, well, I guess we're good. I'm like, oh. Now, that does sort of drive me nuts. And my wife and I get in an argument sometimes about this, too, because sometimes the intermarine comes out. You know you know what I'm talking about with yeah. the intermarine? You know, it's like, that person is overweight. You know, maybe that person should think about exercising. Whereas the marine's like, that's a disgusting fat body and we should haze the living daylights out of them.
1: Well, it's like, I, I packed on some pounds and I don't really care because I'm just chilling. But it's like when you're at that point where it's like i like I'm pushing like the risk of heart disease every single day. <laughs> and it's like, well, this thing's kind of scary. Like you should be more afraid of like killing over trying to walk up your stairs
0: than you are. Well, this shit's going to kill him like a bulldozer. Well, here's another thing to think about too, right? Like I was I was in a, a volunteer EMT for a while, right? And uh, think of the average health of – the average physical – physicality of the average American in this country. Yeah. Think of all the things that they, you know, imbibe or put in their bodies. Like just there's a lot of people who smoke. That destroys lung capacity. There's a lot of people who don't exercise. what I mean what I mean by exercise is not go out and run a couple of miles every couple of days. I'm talking like actually do resistance exercise where you're lifting weights and building a strong body and a strong frame to, to do things with. Okay? There aren't a lot of people who do that who go and do these things. Yeah. Right? A lot of the people in our on our ambulance are kind of getting up there in age. Okay. A lot of them are farmers, which is good. That's a good start. But they're not in exactly the greatest of health. Okay? And they kind of look like the populace they're serving. And yeah. The populace they're serving are kind of out of shape, kind of heavy, kind of fat, you know. Um here's a thought pro- here's a thought experiment to think about. If you have a medical emergency, do you want to be easy to transport to the hospital or do you want to be hard to transport to the yeah. hospital? That's how I started looking at it. And it was like, you know, I might be 190 pounds, but I'm very compact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can fit easily on the gurney. I'm not huge and un- ungainly and difficult to pick up. You know, I actually have probably the ability to get myself on the gurney if all else fails. Yeah. You know, but then again, if the gurney's not powered and it's just like straight up, you got to lift it and put it into position. A lot of people aren't going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like. It's kind of terrifying when you think about it that even police officers and sheriffs are like this, too. Yeah. You know? Like, I recently turned in my uh, my application for the permit to carry, and the lady who was processing me in, you know, I'm not in exactly the greatest shape of my life. Yeah. I'm getting stronger, for sure. But I still don't think I could—I probably couldn't run, you know, a couple miles right now. Yeah. It's really sad, pathetic. But I'm willing to put money. I would easily drop this lady. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> you know, in the first half mile, I'm guessing I would drop this lady. Well, that's what I, was,
1: I just, like, drove past, like, one of the cops in town and it was a chick and it was just kind of like, man, I don't, like, grapple
0: for shit, but I could kick the shit out of you. <laughs> it wouldn't even be hard. Well, it's, and it's, it's not even the fact that necessarily you're, like, a Marine or a man or anything. Yeah. It's just the average physical physicality of yeah. the individuals in, involved. You know, and, like, these are things to think about. And I don't think Americans think about this enough. Yeah. And it really kind of irritates me, you know? And like I said, my wife and I get in arguments about this. She thinks I'm being mean or she thinks I'm being uh, egotistical or prideful or whatever the case may be, and maybe a little bit. But I mean, I'm, I'm heading up on 40 years of age, you know? I'm sitting down under 20% body fat still, you know? And I'm now getting up every single morning and I'm doing something to improve my physical well being. I am not going to be the guy to get smoked by COVID. Yeah. You know, and if I am, it's super rare. Super rare. Actually rare. (laughs) Yeah, like legit rare. You know, that was another thing today I was looking at. I was, I listened to, made the mistake of listening to NPR on the way into work today. Instantly kind of pissed me off. But they were talking about how, uh, you know, they're looking about, was it, they want to do mask mandates for schools. And, you know, they're obviously, they're always looking at ways that they can control people. But uh, they were saying that Minnesota has spiked to 17 cases per 100,000 people. It's not. And I thought for a second, I was like, wait a minute. The town I go to work in is roughly 50,000 people. So that means rolling day-to-day average, eight people get it. Yeah. Now, if we extrapolate that out, in 1,000 days, that's 8,000 people. In 10,000 days, that's 80,000 people. Well, 1,000 days is three years. So in the case of – it would take three years for the entire city of that I work in to get COVID. Yeah. That's just for 8,000 people. Like, are you kidding me? We're, we're doing all this stuff for that? Yeah. More people than that are going to die of just regular random stupid shit in the course of a year. Yeah, that doesn't stop them. <laughs> exactly. You know, you never see the redneck, you know, sitting there like, man, you know, I might get thrown off this four-wheeler and smash into a tree. No, he jumps the flipping ramp anyways, <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't die. <laughs> Somehow he doesn't. Well, that's doesn't
1: what, that's die. what I, like, I was at the. What was it? Was it, it? was either Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was the tractor pull because that's what really threw me off. And there's somebody down there in the grandstands wearing a mask with a President Biden T-shirt, and and looked like that kind of person. And it's like, why the hell are you here? <laughs> this is <laughs> not. Are you talking game? about that kind of person? Isn't jumping. Four-wheelers No, over. I mean, you know, like the, the rainbow hair color, like... Oh. Pronouns and biotypers. It's like, why the hell are
0: you here? <laughs> Do you really like tractors? Yes. Yeah, like, if this is true... You paid $5 to get in here right now. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. You have purple hair, you voted for Joe Biden, and you're wearing a mask. Yes. You like tractors? Yes. There's hope for you yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you're thinking in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's just kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of which... We didn't have an episode last week because somebody decided that going to a tractor pull was more important than making a podcast yes. episode. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. I can, I'll i grant you that one. You are a gearhead. Yeah, violent horsepower is fun. <laughs> <laughs> violent horsepower. Okay. I, I like the framing of that. So how was the tractor pull? Did you have a good time? Yeah, they dragged that shit on. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it went on past 11. Was it because there was a lot of tractors doing it, or was it just because they were going so there, there was
1: a good amount, but it was, well, like, they had ended it. There was no more class, and they're running all the chicks. They had, like, it's their own powder puff class, and it's like, so you, we're categorizing this last class purely off the driver. So they could if they took first in hobby stock, fine, you're going to go run against, the, you know, the semi-class. And it's like, well, the semi-class is going to drag it to 300 anyways. So you're really going to go have this chick in a stock, you know, 54 formal? No.
0: That's fucking stupid. See, I don't understand that. Like, I can understand empowering, you know, females. Like, whatever. I get it. You yeah. Know? We want We want girls to be able to do things, too. You know? Like, that seems to be the rationale. Well, girls can do it, too. Nobody's ever said they couldn't. Yeah. Nobody's ever said that, you know, a woman can't go be a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Or a woman can't try out for the NBA or something along those lines. Um, It's just the chances of success are lower because, well, they just are. Sorry. you know, The moment you have a standard in place, especially a physical standard, females are just going to be hard, harder pressed to hit that standard. Okay? Now, with regards to, like, say, a tractor pull, um, I'm going to assume the bigger tractor wins.
1: Well, and, and, well, that's the problem is you can't, like, it's not comparable, like, just off of that either because they re-rack the weight and it progresses differently. <laughs> For the different classes that they're running in. So it's literally just a one-on-one, but we're going to compile it based off gender. That's kind of dumb. That was completely stupid. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not hanging around for this. Because they were like, oh, we've already had two class winners tonight. And it's like one of, I think there was like one chick in each class. And it's like, really? So we're just going to, we're going to mash it all together. Two two people have already won out of everybody in the class that they ran in. And then we're going to put it back together, but it's not even equal playing field whatever yeah that was pointless
0: it does sound pointless but outside of that you had a good time oh yeah yeah you had to hear your get your ears rung by Brrr. oh yeah all night long <laughs> i'm glad you got to do that yeah, i'm that very good that did. was nice I'm, I'm glad you had a good time not recording an episode of the rambling devil <laughs> We need to find me where i'll be that's true no but I i did record one i haven't gotten it up it's just been one of those things I'll, I'll put it in the schedule and it should come up eventually i even wrote a blog post for it oh boy yeah but of course then my internet dropped for whatever reason and i haven't had internet for the last couple of days yeah go figure nice yeah it's awesome welcome to the 90s <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: Ooh, <laughs> it's like that meme where it's like when your phone's dead so you gotta take a 90s dump it's like
0: yeah that's difficult <laughs> can you imagine well actually it'd be a lot easier to get rid of uh all the ridiculous stuff I had on my hard drive back in the early 2000s because there's only about 86 megabytes worth. I don't even know what that means. Well, like, you know, my computer that I'm recording yeah. this on is about a terabyte, which yeah. is like a trillion bytes of information or something. Yes, people use terms like that with me, and it's like, no. Kind of like when people talk about CCs and compression and gas
1: fuel economy. Yeah, at least that makes like. sense. It's like a physical concept. <laughs> like, I can fit billions of information things in this can. <laughs> like, okay, man. Like my internet's forty six megabytes a second. Like, okay, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> I just want it to load, not slow. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be fast? Yes. That's like now that they're trying to like put fiber optic Wi Fi into houses, and it's like I, I don't care.
0: Well, I, I kind of care about that. I would like to be able to get fiber optic out here because that would help a lot. Fortunately for us though, that we have like one company that actually provides us internet out here. So we definitely aren't getting, like, screwed. Yeah. (laughs) Extortion. (laughs) You want internet, you're going to pay the price. (laughs) And you'll get what we give you. Yeah. Welcome to (laughs) DSL. Pretty much. Now, one thing that's totally going to trip you up and you're not going to understand, but that's okay because this is the rambling devil and it doesn't have to be understood anyways. They recently did an experiment with uh, lasers trying to do, like, fusion power and and they're marched towards having fusion generators. I know you don't care about that because it doesn't have gasoline, but just bear with me here for a minute. So what they did was they had, like, I guess the internal volume of this thing that they had was about three or four football fields or something like that, and then they had 200 lasers, and they shot all these lasers at one point to sort of get something to fuse. Now, what I mean by fuse is not like, you know, you take your model glue and you put it on one piece of plastic and then put it on the other piece of plastic and mash them together and they become one piece of plastic. This is getting two hydrogen atoms to fuse into one helium atom, okay? Because the amount of energy that gets released is ridiculous. Like, splitting an atom actually doesn't release as much energy as fusing them together, okay? Hmm. He's yawning. It's great. <laughs> this is the second one of the day. <laughs> These rippets.
1: I just noticed that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was a little late. I had to go to the Seamart uh, the over there because they're the ones that carries them. This is true. It's kind of sad. You got a sugar-free one though, which is kind of sad.
0: Uh, I don't even know. I just take the ones off the bottom. Okay. Well, anyways, so what they did was they uh, they actually got some stuff to fuse, and for one hundred trillionth of a second, they produced ten quadrillion watts of electrical energy. And just like that, it was gone. <laughs> Pretty much exactly it. Now, if we if they were able to do that for like say a minute, and you compared that to the complete output of the United States energy grid for a minute that experiment created ten times the amount of wattage
1: yeah but you needed two football fields worth of lasers
0: oh my god two football fields worth of lasers I'd rather have oil fields (laughs) (laughs) pipelines (laughs) I need a shirt that says like I heart fossil fuels (laughs) I do not give a shit about the environment (laughs) okay but like that's ins- think about that though. that's kind of crazy it is it's insane you know for one tenth one one trillionth of a second that little machine or that rather large machine produced 10 times the wattage of all of the united states for that same trillionth of a second just imagine if we
1: didn't have electricity you wouldn't need that <laughs> <laughs> completely useless <laughs> Imagine the founding fathers looking at this giant piece of junk.
0: Like, <laughs> get rid of this. What does this do? It zaps things really hard. What do you mean? It's like a gun that fires in on itself and blows up something really, really small. How how small and how powerful? Very powerful. It's a it's a megawatt. <laughs> a megawatt. <laughs> <laughs> a megawatt. It's a it's a quid, it's a quadrillion watts. Well, guess to put it in perspective. So you understand a little bit more. A little bit better what's going on. So like the average house... And we looked this up, my wife and I, before uh, earlier because I was really excited about this. Uh, The average household uses about 7,200 kilowatt hours a year. Okay? So a kilowatt is just 1,000 watts. Tracking? Yep. Okay. So then a megawatt is... A million watts. Okay? So like... One kilowatt hour is one one thousandth of one megawatt hour. Okay, now the gigawatts, you remember uh, the gigawatts? No. Okay, then a gigawatt is a thousand megawatts. Yeah, I don't know any, like you're, you're yeah. <laughs> Keep going, continue. So, like, the average house has a one, a 7.2 cc engine. Okay, right now. A power plant, an average power plant, has you know, we'll say, a one thousand or seven thousand cc engine. Dragon, yep. so yep. far, this is making more sense for you now. Yeah. Good. Okay. So now we go to the next one, and it has a seven million cc engine. That's the gigawatts. Oh, that's getting real big. That's big. It's a big engine, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really big. So like. You go up to the next level, and now you're in the, what, 7 million cc's? Right? Big engine. Yeah, now we're talking. Right? <laughs> Big engine. Now you take that engine, and you multiply it by 10. And that is what was created inside of a trillionth of a second. Did all show no go. <laughs> Pretty much right now, yes. But the idea being that... a These kinds of experiments and stuff like that will eventually allow us to have sustained reactions. And the nice thing about fusion power is unlike your car where you're putting more energy in than what you're getting out, we'd be flipping the equation, ideally, to where you'd be putting less energy in than what you're getting out. So it'd be like putting your filling your tank up with gasoline and then at the end of the day having to pull gasoline out of the tank because you got too much.
1: Yeah, I like filling up. It's fun.
0: Yeah, especially when you're doing it from your neighbor's car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very well. I guess if you're going to stick with the fossil no, fuel. I don't
1: even know why we're wasting time trying to find you know, infinite energy. We're going to vaporize ourselves <laughs> long before that ever becomes necessary. One can only hope that we do not, <clears throat> that we can escape our own stupidity. No, I, I hope we just vaporize it before we run out of fossil fuels.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Very well. If that's your... We'll let you sit with that one. I'm hoping for for better, but that way. That is better. (laughs) No, I don't agree. It's better to have loved and lost it than to have never loved at all. (laughs) Ah, but I get to love and potentially see fusion power. No. Yes. Terrible. It'd be awesome. It costs zero gigawatts to, you know, have a sailing ship. (laughs) What do you like most about driving cars? I don't know. Everything. Well, like... Do you like being thrust back into the seat by a hard acceleration? Yeah, I like the noise. Okay. I like burning fossil fuels. <laughs> i love smelling raw gas, like just burning way more than I need to. I see. So you probably wouldn't get a kick out of being pushed into your couch about ten times your own gravity? No. No? No, space travel's not cool. You're so
1: boring. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> you can mail me
0: mail me your, your disagreements. <laughs> Be a typewriter. So for all you country gals out there, K Dog, as far as I know, is still single. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. No.
1: <laughs> I don't get paid enough for that right now.
0: Eh. You can make it on a pretty little. Trust me. Oof. I, this dude right here, I worked at Quick Trip for a year. But inflation was not what it was then. Is what it is now. It was only about seven years ago. <laughs> Things have taken a nosedive pretty quick. <laughs> this is true. Well, we are, like they were projecting two percent and five percent this month or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It was four percent the month before. Yeah, hmm. that doesn't seem like a good trend. I like my two dollar a gallon gas. <laughs> Why the fuck did it double? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I got the
1: Prius. Well, I was like looking at ammo, and it's like, oh, now they want ten dollars a box. I was like, I remember well, as a kid,
0: like buying it for five. You see, I remember when uh, I got out of the Marine Corps the first time. Back in two thousand and five, you could buy a twenty round box of um, Wolf for like two bucks. Yeah. You know. So like a thousand rounds was like hundred and fifty dollars or something along those lines. We were just pricing it out this last weekend. Four hundred and thirty bucks for a thousand. Yeah. It's like holy Now shit.
1: I now it makes sense when I go back and like read the old ARFCOM threads. It's like all oh, these guys are just doing whatever the hell they want. It's because like, it was cheap then. <laughs> exactly. I just shot a 1,000
0: rounds of Wolf this weekend, like, through my ghetto-ass Bushmaster. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cause it was cheap,
0: <clears throat> you know? And I remember when I got out the first time, there were some weekends where my dad and I would go, and we burned through that much ammunition, you know? Like, I got really proficient with my 1911 in a short amount of time because I was putting, like, three or 400 rounds through that thing. On a regular bad. basis. Huh? On a regular basis. Yeah, I was getting pretty good with it. You know, now... If I could afford to do that, I would not be working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I would, I would probably be, this podcast would probably be making me tons of money at that point. Yeah, like point. what do they want for a box, like a 20 round box, now, like 15 bucks? Something like that, yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. It is. It's getting kind of ridiculous. Like they had a, was that Shields, and they had 150 boxes yeah. for 120. Yeah, oh, I'm not deep. paying a dollar a shot for an No. No, I'm not. Not, not at happening. all. But that's what they want, though. They want those prices sky high. So if the prices are high, then people can't afford to do it. I mean, I'm still paying for it, but <laughs> I'm just mad. <laughs> just not shooting as much. Yeah, being much more selective with what I am doing. Have you heard any more about any more of those like shooting comps coming up at all? No, no, Dang. Nah, that dude's been out in like why or why don't you just go to like the Hornady Precision Match in Utah? Oh yeah, yeah, I see. You gotta keep me up to date on that one. We get a chance to do that. You'll, you'll find out when I find out. Okay, because I'm I'm down. I really want to do that. I'll suck. I'll, I'll 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 get the money to go <laughs> play. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway, no, that's just ridiculously expensive. God damn it! It
1: is. It's stupid. It's I can't drive around for fun anymore. <laughs> I can't shoot anything for fun anymore.
0: <laughs> Hunting season runs me like two hundred bucks for all the permits and the licensing. Jeez, is it even worth it at that point? Yeah. Like, monetarily speaking. I'm not talking about, like, the religious experience of shooting and killing things. I'm talking about, like... I don't even hardly do that. <laughs> <laughs> I waste a lot of money to be an amateur on a lot of things. <laughs> well, I, I kind of do myself. You know, I was talking, like, the... Uh, I would mentioned the Krieg stuff before. You know, the, yeah. uh, the new Kill Team box is coming out. Octarius. You know, I think Games Workshops trying to get themselves out of the miniatures market. There's uh, this one guy, Arch. He used to be Arch Warhammer. He was talking about his theory regarding these things, and I think he makes a valid point. But either way, I'm still along for the ride at the moment. Like, yeah, I'm really, I can't wait for my two hundred dollars set of stuff to get in so I can purchase it. You know, like wasting a lot of money on things to be a complete amateur. Well, that's what
1: makes me mad. Is like it's so freaking expensive to be poor. <laughs> like what do you think about it like you live in the country like there was a point in time where you would have been socially frowned upon <laughs> for not living in town up on a hill in a ritzy house mm-hmm. you have to mow like a massive yard it's a lot of work it's, you know it's just it's not easy mm-hmm. and now it's like i want a place in the country like sorry sir that's gonna be half a million dollars yeah like, <laughs> the, the what <laughs> <laughs> no sorry burning wood is now considered expensive and a luxury <laughs> right well, that's like I watched a video from like some British museum, and it was like, oh, we're gonna look at life in the Middle Ages. And, like this is what a peasant ate. It's like salmon, and like really fancy bread. And it's like, well, the darker it is now, it's like usually you were poor because you couldn't have it refined into like white wheat. <laughs> and it's like now it's the opposite. You want some cheap white and rich bread? That's gonna be a dollar and a half.
0: You want some really good for you, you know, homegrown stone ground yeah. wheat. Sorry, that's artisan. That's an artisan price tag. <laughs> exactly. No, that is, that is kind of the funny thing about it. But, like, you can get around that if you if you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, just like you can have multiple cars that are all guzzle gas like it's going out of style. Yeah, I don't drive them that much. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you not hear me when I said I can't drive for fun anymore? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the real winner is when you just put yourself on house arrest. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I can't afford to drive to work next
0: week. <laughs> Pretty much. No, that's that's kind of how I lived inside of the Marine Corps the first four years too. It was like, spent paycheck on like, the, in the first three or four days and then for the rest of the f- 15 day pay period just sitting there like, what am I going to do today? Yeah. I have nothing to do. I can't go anywhere. I can't afford to do anything. Well, that's
1: why I'm just like, going through like,
0: a fairly
1: decent amount of cash It's like, trying to gather things that I'm going to need. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Oh, we're, oh, they're gonna be like they're not making this after like the end of the year. Like, I gotta buy a lifetime supply of this crap. I see. That sounds fun. He said, yeah. doing that
0: weird, sure
1: face. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I see. Like, I'm trying to find a rifle that was only made from like 1936 to like 1952 or something like that, and it's the only rifle ever chambered in this round. And it's like they they don't make it for shit. And I have conveniently come across everything I need to reload my own. I bought, like, the last one of, like, five packages of brass off the internet for, like, not a bad price. And I've got, like, a small horde of bullets for this thing. And it's like, why am I spending so much money? Because <laughs> it's like, they're going to stop making it eventually. I'm going to buy one. I won't be able to shoot it. <laughs> Do you have the gun at least? No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's even worse. Oh, well, yeah. Well, was like, I almost bought one. And I was like, eh, we'll just have to, like, find some ammo. And it's like, then I realized, like, you can't. So it's like I'm not gonna go buy one until I have at least a small supply, that it makes just it justifies
0: owning it. Yeah, no, I said I don't operate in those things. Like, if five five six went away and a new round came up, I'd probably just rechamber everything I've got in that new round. I wouldn't sit there and try to hoard and find that old round anymore. Like, I just
1: well, this is just pointless crap. It's like I'm on on like a big backwoodsy kick lately. I'm like, I really need a really big bore lever action. <laughs>
0: Okay, very well. One out of forty-five long Colt. I already have one of those. Do you have the revolver to go with yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Which conveniently, I did the same thing for that, where I like, what was it Chills? I'm like, oh, they've got ammo for that. Like, I kind of want one of those. I'll buy a couple boxes. And I like bought all the dumb shit to go along with it. And I tried to order it, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll call you next week if if corporate will allow us to transfer it." Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Okay, two or three weeks go by. I'm not I'm not getting this gun. Like, whatever." And I go to another store and I buy some Boomer gun for an expensive amount of money. And, then like, the next week, it's like, hey, that remember that gun you tried to order, like, four months ago? Yeah, it just came in. You kind of want to come pick it up. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but I do have a badass Peacemaker now. <laughs> like,
0: okay. The only reason I bring that up is because it's my dad's favorite caliber. They're such
1: badass guns. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm really mad the saloon downtown doesn't have, like, swinging doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I text my cop buddy I was
0: like I'm ready to be in a posse <laughs> like text me <laughs> I see did you send him a picture of you with your your 45 long coat? I don't kit? have a cowboy hat no I cowboy never will, hat never will that I I'm surprised by that no, one, I'm honestly no I you know, not stoop that low no
1: like I hate pretend cow- this is gonna I'm gonna go back to the previous topic like I hate people that pretend to be freaking cowboys it's so annoying and I hate people that did like a year and a half in the military crying about Afghanistan like <laughs> That's the number two things I've seen on social media lately.
0: It's like, just stop, for the love of God. Okay. You are I, neither of these things. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I never really liked the uh, the faux cowboy crowd either. Yeah. You know, because they, like, they are pretentious and kind of stupid. Like, you see that kid from, like, the Bronx or California yeah. or something along those lines, and they've got the massive truck, and it's jacked up with the huge mud tires.
1: Well, and the big belt buckle, and it's like, yeehaw, and it's just like everything's about drinking bush light. And it's like, I want to smack the living daylights out of <laughs> you.
0: So you're a country guy, huh? Yeah, sure am. Let's go bale some hay. <laughs> yeah, that's where it stops. That's where I get a phone call. It's like, fuck. Well, that's that's another thing too. Like, you could generally tell the legit country kids when you're in, because they're generally huge. Yeah, they're not skinny little guys. You know, like, the legit country guys were the ones who you know were like 14 years of age, were out baling hay with their dad. Yeah, and they're like. I'm tired of this. I'm joining the Marines. And then they go and they join the Marines for the fun of it, you know? Yeah. And then they talk about how, well, there's one guy who uh, was in my last platoon. His dad ended up getting, becoming a quadriplegic when he, when the Marine was 13 or 14 years old, right? His mom was unable to do the, the farm work and stuff like that. So he literally took over the farm at 14 years of age. Yeah was running the thing by himself by the time he was 16 17 years of old age like his dad was just doing like the background stuff but he was going and he was doing all the planting he was doing all, everything right running the whole dang farm and you could tell this kid was somebody who ran stuff because he's just you know six foot two <laughs> six foot two that's pretty big <laughs> <laughs> six foot two stocky as all get out you know like 50 cows you play with a 50 cow before yeah. that receiver yeah the beastly annoying like 60 thing. pounds 53 pounds actually yeah, right close enough he'd just do whatever he wanted to with that thing didn't bother him yeah you know he'd throw the extra nine fifty 50 pounds of barrel on the end of it and then just <laughs> you know it's like god for that amount of raw strength what would i do what would i give yeah. <laughs> you know and it's all again all those things you learn as you get older that you wish you would have known when you were younger and I'm trying to impress on my son now, you know, like it's much better to be young and build strength until you're an adult than be an adult and realize, damn, I wish I had to build some strength and then try to build it
1: as yeah. an adult.
0: So much more harder. Yeah, you build, just need to
1: though. get him eating like 12 eggs for breakfast every day and just physical labor. <laughs> well, and I, I, Take I, him out I, of school. Dumb as rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid but strong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got daughters. They can be smart. <laughs> this is true. They'll make the money. He'll take care of the lawn. (laughs) Yeah, But no, like, and I I also try to impress upon my son, you know, and my daughters as well, that you can be smart. You can be talented. You can be a total, complete dweeb. You can be whatever you want to be. But it's going to be a lot easier to be that kind of thing if you're strong as all get out. Yeah. You know, because when you're sitting there, you know, and like, heaven forbid, they go to college. But say they go to college, you know, and my son's sitting there, and he's painting miniatures because he really loves doing that. You know, somebody starts making fun of him. When he stands up, if he's, like, just this huge, thick person, you know, and he looks at the guy, the dude's going to think twice about making fun of the guy painting models. Yeah. He's probably going to be happy that this big, meaty person is painting models and not ripping his arms out of their sockets. <laughs> you know, like, strength is an important thing. And it's sort of getting back to that whole idea of, like, you know, the vitality of, like, the American individual. The average American is not very vital. Yeah. I mean, that in the term of like being physically imposing and capable. They're just not. And you think about the average civilian running around, and if I don't want to fight them, I just walk at a brisk pace and I'm done. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I don't like do much like hardcore, like lifting weights. I need to get back into
0: that. But I've been doing a heck of a lot of hiking lately. Yeah. Just in the woods, and I thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah, I've started doing a. Uh, I think I've talked about this already. I started doing a, a workout routine from X, And I definitely feel I'm getting stronger. I definitely think I'm getting a little bigger, too. So it's paying off in that regard. Getting back to what I should be. Yeah. It was a near 40. But I want to get back into the hiking myself. Of course, I'm talking about my kind of hiking, not, you know, putsy hiking. I don't know.
1: I always look at it, it's like, I'm just like backwoodsy as fucker. <laughs> <laughs> It's fantasized about like shooting, you know, like damn near domesticated wild animals inside of the state park. Like, I can do it.
0: I can be a mountain man. It's like, no, no, you can't. You're not, you're, you're not mountain man material yet. See, and I keep telling myself that too. Like, I'm not in super good shape yet. You know, I'm not 40 yet. Damn, I'm getting old, man. That's how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, and you're definitely younger than me. Yeah, back in
1: my day, intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who I just told that to. That she was like
0: thirty, and she goes, "Back in your day?" I was like, "Yeah, it was a while ago now." <laughs> <laughs> back in my day. Well, it's always one thing I will say with regards to having uh, not taken up drinking and smoking. Have uh, I told you the story about when I was in the computer lab at uh, the college no. when I was getting my first degree? So I'm sitting down there, and this lady is just she's complaining. <laughs> Like just the two of us in this empty computer lab, and I'm sitting here and I'm typing up my paper, you know, and she's sitting behind me and she's typing and she's like, oh, such a, and then she literally turns around, and is like, you guys don't realize how easy you have it, you know, like it's really hard being a parent, and going to school, and da da da. And I sort of like turn around and look at her. And I was like, how old do you think I am, ma'am? And she looks at me. And she's like, twenty. I'm like, I'm twenty eight, and I got two kids and a wife. And she's like, sorry.
1: Damn other people in my exact same circumstances.
0: (laughs) Who seem to be handling it far better than me. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I I felt really good that day, though. Because she thought I was eight years younger than I actually was. And I got to thinking to myself, man, is this what kind of taking care of yourself does for you? Like, you'll remain attractive for longer?
1: I mean, I don't. And apparently everybody's like, God, you look like you're
0: 17. And it's like, I guess I'll look good when I die when I'm 40. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much exactly the case. No, but, like, I think, too, we also have this this skewed idea of what um, ages are supposed to look like. And the reason I say that is you think about all the people who, like, uh, as an example, like, they do up their hair, they wear makeup or whatever the case may be. And they try to make themselves look older when they're really younger or they're trying to make themselves look younger when they're yeah. older, you know? And so we don't have an idea of what a, a 40-year-old woman should look like or a 38-year-old man or a... <laughs> morbidly obese. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like our diets also affect how we look and how we age. You know, like uh, you remember when my buddy Nate came down? Yeah. Like, he looked old as shit. I don't know. He looked like he was like 38. I don't know. He looked older than that to me. You know, sorry, bud. sorry man. Like just the way it is. <laughs> But, like, you know, he had much deeper crow's feet than I do. Like, he just looked older, more more beaten down. But I think it's also because 20 years ago, Yeah. I I like, it looks like everybody is, like, trying to grab that retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, he, he doesn't exactly have the greatest um, things that he's – he's, he's a still a smoker. He still drinks and stuff like that. You know, and, like, that's the one thing I've not done. Well, the two things I've not done. I don't drink except for, like, the occasional shot of rum, and I don't smoke except for maybe the occasional cigar when I feel like it every once in a while. Like, last one I had was last year, and before that, eight years. You know? Which means I'm probably going to die of lung cancer and liver failure. Hell yeah. Perfect. But no, like, I really do think that what people are eating nowadays really does sort of alter how they look and how they, they age. You know? You are what you eat. Hmm. Rippets though are are, ex- are exclusion to this. Rippets are like the fuel of the gods. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: All energy drinks are just completely healthy and <laughs> I'm a testament to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one day I think you came in and you said you were sort of jittery. Well, the first time I ever tried Bang, I legitimately, yeah, legitimately felt like I was drunk, and I was like, I'm gonna have another one. <laughs> and I has never been more focused in my life. <laughs> it was fantastic. I've
0: always been chasing that high since. <laughs> That's kind of what Coleo Noir says about shooting. He shot the first time he shot, he got like all tingly and excited. and He's been chasing that ever since. And I think that's the same with everything. You know, you kiss a girl for the first time, and you just chasing that for the rest of the time. But You never get it back. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Anyways, on that time set, to die. <laughs> time to die. It's all, it's do, all every, over. do everything once, never twice. <laughs> just have an entire laundry list of things I'm gonna do. All these things once. You get to the end of the list like a blam. <laughs>
1: the very end of the list is shoot self in head. You can only do that one once. It's only fitting you put it at the end of
0: the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on the list is, you know, eat cyanide, hang self, shoot self in face. Damn. Gotta do all these things at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. This is very this is very Hitlerian of me. Anyways, on that cheerful note. I think we're going to call it an episode. This has been a pretty good one. Fantastic. All right. Anyways, this is Battle Spectre. This is K Dog. We are signing off.